Well Expo podcast in association with Be Coached for confidence moving forward. and you are very welcome to our Well Expo today and I am chatting with Bridget Gallagher author of um, Watching the Daisies which I, I just love the name the title um, and when I saw the title and was chatting with uh, Bridget I thought absolutely uh, we need to find out this lady's story and as you would see by the ad that was put up it was called when pain finds a pen and it is the story of how writing has helped Bridget uh, heal and how the book came about. Bridget you are so welcome I mean after chatting to you yesterday there is so much in your story I don't know how we are going to condense it into our 20-25 minutes today you are very very welcome. Thank you for inviting me Barbara and to Esther as well. Oh more than welcome so Look, the best way to start this is just a bit of your diagnosis, how long it took and um, what triggered the writing through that, how it all came about. Um, well, I became sick in um, August of 2003. It was after some stressful events, in particular a bog fire that surrounded the house that I was living in in Kerrytown. And it was a few months after that um, I experienced a pain in my left arm for a few days, a kind of throbbing. And then um, one night I started to get a heaviness in my chest like someone was sitting on it and very short of breath. So I ended up at Accident Emergency Department where they um, tested me for blood clots because there's a history of those in our family. And um, they said that the, the pain uh, was muscular. Um, now, over the, the coming weeks and months, um, other symptoms developed. Um, I um, got, felt very, very cold. It was very hard to stay warm. I had extreme breathlessness and I had, couldn't sleep without having uh, sitting up with pillows. Um, my left arm developed into a very bad case of a frozen shoulder. Um, the three middle fingers in my left hand swole up. All the joints in my body were felt like dead hot irons in them and um, a terrible insomnia, a concentration went. Um, it, was, it was quite a scary time and it was more than a year later before um, I was called back to the hospital for further tests and went round various different departments. Um, one of the things they discovered was that at that point, more than a year later, my lung function was only 70% of what it should be and my left lung wasn't functioning normally. Um, they diagnosed post-viral um, syndrome or chronic fatigue and um, basically said that it was all in my head, that it was psychosomatic, which is quite oh. shocking. Yeah, I mean, I can't even begin to imagine trying mm. to function with that level of pain and discomfort. Yeah, it was horrible. And I had to give up my work as a natural medices therapist that I'd done for nearly 18 years. 
and um, so I had to rely on benefits. Um, it was really tough. Um, so I did a lot of soul searching and um, one of the things that helped me a lot in the early stages too was just each day focusing on something to be thankful for. You know, I kept always kept a, a gratitude diary and a, and a journal. Um, writing had always played a big part in my life from the time I was a child. Um, it began, you know, writing projects at school, all that sort of thing and explaining things. And I loved teaching when, when I was a therapist. I loved inspiring others in their self-healing journey. So now it was my turn to really focus on myself. Um, yeah, because you brought, like during our conversation yesterday as well, you, brought, you were one of the first um, natural therapists back in the 80s, you were yes. telling me. And then through that, you actually uh, traveled to Sarajevo then yeah. with that skill set and worked yeah. over there for a while delivering it. So yeah. now, you know, you're all those years on and you kind of have to look and say, what have I got? that can help me or yeah. you know because nothing is coming from the outside in so looking inside then to see what can help yourself yeah so I am um, one of the things I had been working on which I didn't actually mention yesterday was I had started writing a book and um, when I moved to Ireland about the inner healing that accompanies um when you make changes in your house with things like feng shui and clutter clearing um, I, I eventually ditched that book because it no longer resonated with me. But <laughs> um, then um, one of the things I did, though, when, when, when I was ill and um, I, I thought I'd really love to, to join a, a writing group. So I joined a writing class. It was only maybe a six or eight week writing class in Gortha Hork. And the lady who read that, uh, led it, she um, placed black and white photographs of women and girls on the table and we have to pick one photograph and just write what, what we got inspired by from the photograph. So it was um, just letting go of, of head stuff and just writing from the heart. And basically one of the things that came out of that was, um, you know, I've been a carer all my life. Our mother died when, when we were all very young and I, as the oldest, I had a lot of responsibility and then I went into being a therapist and so on. So it was really time to look at caring for me and put myself first. Um, so that was the message from that first series of classes. Then another class started in Dunlow a few years later and I joined that and I put my name down for any further classes. So it was actually in um, April 2010 that the Ross's writers um, was formed and a group of us maybe eight to ten at any one time we wrote together every Thursday almost every Thursday for six years wow wow mm. that's a long actually that's a long time for a writing group to mm. be able to continue you know because you sometimes find that on an you know kind of might wane away or people drop off you know what I mean along the way and it just it kind of fizzles out. So six years is a long time for it for yeah. to stay connected. Yeah, we, we laughed and we cried together and we wrote, everything we wrote was confidential. But we did produce our first book in 2011, just a year or so afterwards. And we produced 100 copies and sold them to make uh, funds for local charities. And then the following year, we wrote another one and we produced 300 copies. Lovely. <laughs> we didn't quite sell them all, but we did raise a lot of money for charity again. 
and um, it was a group of a friendship support group as well but we were all um writing from our hearts and we had great fun it was it was such a joy and then there was a competition yeah in 2012 i bought a copy of women and home magazine in this that summer and they were um uh, asking people to enter a memoir writing competition where you would write a synopsis in the first three chapters of a memoir so I took the magazine into the group and myself and another lady, we both entered um, the competition. And um, obviously I didn't win, but um, I did carry on writing and I um, sent my synopsis and first three chapters to a very um, um, renowned journalist, Sue Leonard, who critiqued it and gave me lots of positive uh, uh, information on, on improving my writing including including conversation conversations and that to lighten it up and so the writing carried on and four years later it became the book that it is now um, but I had lots of help along the way the, the writing group Ross's writers they um, helped critique it um, I had help from um, Books go social, they, they um, make uh, writing conferences uh, usually every year and I went along to the very first one of those and realised that actually self-publishing was um, perhaps the best route for me rather than looking for a publisher, a conventional publisher. So that started me on the road to self-publishing and then I um, set up a blog in February of 2016 and um, I'd really recommend anyone that, that wants to write to perhaps set up a blog to, um, to promote yourself and to practice your writing skills and meet lots of other authors and writers. So you had been attending the hospital and then you're kind of looking at yourself and your own toolkit and what mm. you have to help. But somewhere along the line, you were still waiting on a diagnosis, even while you were, as you say, you were, you'd entered the competition and you were uh, trying to write, you know, get your thoughts on paper. So how did it intertwine then with actually receiving the diagnosis and did that change your direction? Well, it's the, the diagnosis came in around the same time as I joined Ross's Writers. It was seven years um, and it only came about because of um, a blood test called a double-stranded DNA test, which um, signifies um, some kind of autoimmune problem going on. And that's the, the problem with fibromyalgia is that it's often very difficult to diagnose because it can come alongside different autoimmune conditions. So um, it's not uncommon to, to wait a long time for diagnosis. Um, but nowadays there are lots of support groups and help there for people with fibromyalgia. It's really quite common and um, there's much more help there. But Ross's writers coincided around the same time as they got the diagnosis. So once I had the diagnosis, I was able to research more what were the best things to do. Although I had used a lot of my natural medicines um, for, my, for my using my own techniques, but also seeing different therapists. Um, I was able then, I, I went to David Foley, medical herbalist, and he literally rebuilt my system from the, the, the bottom up. And I, I was taking uh, herbs for about four or five years from David. And he really helped a lot of my health issues. So Which that is great. I, yeah, because mm -hmm. that then, well, knowing that that side of you is kind of starting to 
you know, you're making inroads into it and you're starting mm. to feel better actually gives you the space then to focus on things that you like to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, what you like to do then actually starts to become a feature and a focus then in your day and in your week or whatever without always having to worry about what it is, mm. you know, can I take this or can I take that as regards your your health? So yeah. your story then is interwoven into watching the daisies. And I have to say, I love the title. I think yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. You know, how like what was it that triggered the title even? Well, one of the things that happened um, was I, I wasn't able to work for nearly three years. I tried going back to the natural medicines after a period of about three years, but my heart just wasn't in it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd always been a, a keen gardener, just brought up in a family where we grew our own vegetables and flowers and we had a beautiful garden growing up and I'd always loved gardening. So um, I had it in mind to maybe retrain in gardening and um, I moved house into a house where the man there grew tomatoes. They had greenhouses for tomatoes and he was he'd passed away but um it was just a couple of weeks after i moved house i got the call in to perhaps investigate more about uh, training in organic horticulture and i phoned up um the glass houses in Calult near um, gorth hork and lo and behold they were starting an, a new intake and training for organic horticulture just a few weeks later lovely so I joined there in 2006, stayed for two years, um, trained in organic horticulture and growing flowers and garden design. And um, when I left there, um, I, I went, well, on my work placement, I worked in Glenvae, and then I went for the summer to work there part-time um, after I left the glass houses. And um, I began teaching um, the transition year students in Dunlow. I did that for three years. And that was one afternoon a week. And I was accepted into the Heritage and Schools programme, teaching in the national schools and to set up organic school gardens. So again, that was part-time. That was as much as I could manage because my health still wasn't 100%. But by that time, I was on no medication. I, I was only on anti-inflammatories and painkillers for perhaps a year or so. But... Um, you know, a lot of people with fibromyalgia are on very heavy medication and I've managed to do it without, uh, which and I'm that, very yeah, grateful that for. Is, that is some um, achievement, you know, yeah. that really is. But like that, anybody, I suppose we should say that, you know, has it, they should always start with the GP first and go yes. through that process and find out what works for them along the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But your, your story from... So basically doing all that organic horticulture, you were quite literally watching the daisies because, yeah. you know, everything starts, it has to slow down. Yeah. You have that's, to slow down. That's one of the messages from my book. And um, when I moved to Donegal from Scotland, I'd been very, very busy. And, and we were brought up in a, an age where your self-esteem was based on how busy you were or how successful you were, how good you got marks, you got in exams and so on. And um, when I moved to Donegal, um, I, everything just slowed down. But when, when I got sick, everything stopped for those yeah. three years. But now I live in a new, slower life, which is akin to the saying, you know, you're watching the daisies, you're enjoying life in the slow lane. 
Um, so the subtitle for my book is Life Lessons on the Importance of Slow, which has been one of my major life lessons is to slow down. And it's kind of um, like you became three times top seller on Amazon.us. Yeah. Um, so did it end up being more than you thought it was going to be? Well, I've always done a lot of um, creative visualisation and set myself goals. And one of the things that I wanted to, to, to achieve was to get 50 reviews on Amazon. Um, so I achieved that there just earlier this year. Brilliant. And um, the, the Amazon US is for eBooks. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a big market for eBooks now. And um, it's sold not only on Amazon, but Kobo and Barnes and Noble and Apple. And people like the the um, ease of, of just downloading an ebook, and perhaps it only costs 99 cents to read a book, and sometimes it's free. So there's a huge market there. And um, the, the good thing about it is you don't actually have to spend a lot of money in putting out a book now because you can do it all. You can do the, the print version and the ebook version online. And um, it saves you putting out a lot of money that, like we did with Ross's writers. It cost us a lot of money to get maybe 100, 300 print copies of the book. Yeah, it has, moved on. Mm. it has moved on quite a bit, you know, even yeah. in the future, like it's so quick how it turns yeah. around. Yeah. And social media and marketing yourself is such a huge part of being a writer now. Um, writers are generally very introverted and shy people. So you have to learn a whole new um, range of marketing skills and put yourself out there, connect with other people, um, reach out to other writers, to other writing groups and so on. And there's so much online. Um, create, creating a blog is, is a great tool for meeting other writers as well and, and new readers. Yeah, and the other thing with your book is that you have it, it's, it's the kind of book that you don't actually have to start once you start page one you have to go straight through, you know, to to follow the story because you've actually broken it into sections. Yeah, I've broken it into my early life when I was busy as a bee. My my nieces used to call me Auntie Bee because I was always busy. And then there's the slowing down part coming to Donegal, the stop in the world part when I stopped for three years and then life in the slow lane. Um, it's divided into different years and um, there's different themes in the book as well. There's a lot about natural medicines, but there's also a lot about conventional medicine too. And at the end too, I, I give my top tips for people. Um, and one of them is to, to cultivate a good relationship with your GP and you know to explore natural medicines and conventional medicines. Don't Yeah, and you don't actually, originally, because that's what you were saying to me yesterday is that originally um when you were first starting your studies say in your late teens or early yeah. 20s was it was actually medicine you wanted to go into yeah i wanted to study medicine and um, i applied for medicine and i as my last choice on the the application form i put down study uh, dentistry in glasgow university there's a bit <laughs> of a difference there is a bit of a difference <laughs> but i did it for a year and my heart just wasn't in it um, I went then to, into the life assurance industry in Edinburgh. I worked in the actuarial department for five years and then I was a life underwriter. So health has been always a theme in my life, health and well-being and inspiring others um, yeah. to, 
definitely that is like from talking to you I said I mean you you traveled you've been um was it India you went to for yeah I went to yeah I went to India for six weeks in 2003 and the first solo holiday I ever did abroad was to Egypt in 1997 and that's where I had a dream um that we were all basically here to learn the same lesson which was to learn to love ourselves and um, that's a key theme in my book and um, is first learn to love yourself and that's yeah, a lifelong that task yeah it's definitely a message that has come across even from previous uh, people that have been, that have chatted with here and i know i'm not using the word interview because we chat and mm. um, that have chatted with here and um it is actually that we do need to uh, love ourselves a bit yeah. more and be kinder to ourselves yeah you know, and as you say, you know, not always be that busy bee rushing, actually take time out for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, knowing when to rest and knowing when to say no as well. And, you know, not always being people pleasing. Listen to your heart and listen to what, what your body needs um, rather than what someone wants you to be, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. So we have, Esther, are there any... Um, questions come in at the moment or any links I don't know if she can hear me hello yes I'm here sorry oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything's everything that can go wrong will go wrong today uh, yes lots of lovely comments coming in we have uh, Gino O'Malley um, mm -hmm. saying Bridget's an inspiration we've been friends We've been friends for over 40 years. Uh, Audrey O'Neill is on. Uh, she's oh. one of the founders of Fibromyalgia Ireland and a huge believer in herbs for health. Um, attitude is everything when it comes to healing and taking responsibility for your own health is so important. It makes a massive difference. Nothing wrong with slowing down. It has also done me, Audrey, the world of good. Um, she says, well done, uh, Bridget. Uh, amazing achievements. Um, and that she would love a copy of your book. And I'm sure her group would too. Yeah, absolutely. And we have all the links there as well. They're going up in the chat for anybody who wants to uh, purchase um, Bridget's book, because there's actually quite a few platforms um, that you're on there. I see you're on one of the Apple ones as well. Yeah. And being an Android user, that's kind of one mm -hmm. of the first things that I notice. Um, so it's on, um, I saw it's on Amazon, it's on the Apple books, it's yeah. uh, Barnes and Noble and Barnes Kobo. And, yeah, Barnes and Noble yeah. and Kobo. So there are a few links there. And there's a link there to your website as well where they can actually follow your blog yeah. and get in touch with you too if there's anything they um, they want to find out, if they, if, you know, if they want some yeah. more information from you. Um, yeah. And plus, I, I actually, I, I probably should also say now at the end of this is that um, myself and Bridget uh, were chatting um, earlier before we came on air that um, probably we will actually be doing something together in the future um, here for Well Expo online so do keep an eye out and um, Bridget will be back because we could have chatted yesterday all day I mean um, your story is absolutely fascinating and I mean we only dipped into the surface of it today so your book uh, Watching the Daisies yeah. all the links are there yeah. Um, your website is there so please if you are watching um, and viewing do get in touch with Bridget do um, get her book you know it is a fascinating read and it will hopefully help you to to slow down 
take stock and mind yourself. Bridget, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything at all there you want to say before we sign off? No, just thank you to you and to, oh. to Esther. Really enjoyed it. It's been good fun. No, look, more than welcome. Absolutely more than welcome. And I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with you more about some um, upcoming plans that we will have for Well Expo. Thank you. And thank you to everybody out there today. Cheerio. We'll see you on Thursday. Thank you.